Oh, man. We have to stop the podcast. This is... I just got something to my inbox here. This could be breaking news. Day after the draft trade negotiations have already begun. A non-garbage offer? To, yeah. I have to I have to consider it. Okay. This would be a I think this would be considered a blockbuster okay. in, our, in our league. I'll tell you I can tell you that much prior to making decision are you having this go down live on the air this is going down like literally just got it got it right now like i i paused it oh i'm dry i started a totally new file so we can put it anywhere in any episode and tell people my stream of consciousness as i go through this so you're 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 considering this right now um yeah yeah this is gonna involve first round picks this is high risk Wow. Move. First round picks have gotten stingy and tight. I know. It's got to be know. a blockbuster. I know. And is it like, is it, uh, you know, because it's one of those situations, right, where kind of in win now mode. I'm not super impressed with this year's first round crop. And my first round pick from this year is being requested. Pick One, nine. 109 has to go. So somebody saw the draft and is hype. Somebody saw the draft, has one, has a player on their team that they think is no longer someone they want to build around. I don't even know who this is yet, and I'm already thinking you should do it because there's clearly a prospect that somebody's gotten boredom with. And there is a, the draft just happened. The hype, the hype is high. So you got to think it's going to even out towards the player when the dust settles. And I don't even know what player you're going for. What are you thinking, Paul? Speak, speak your mind. All right, Trip. In speak. order for me to be able to tell the people the trade that I'm evaluating... I need you to sign an NDA. You have to sign an NDA. You you can't. You basically have to like not be out. You have to be out on the on the player. You know, because um, if I tell you the offer in my inbox, I can't then have you go in and and offer sit. something as well. Right. Right. Well, how about this? It's a tough spot for you. How about this? Is it with Levine? Maybe. <laughs> then maybe you don't want to tell me. I got some trades going down with him possibly as Do well. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Levine, it could also be. I'll tell you who I'm working with right now. Levine um, and Cal and not really Will. He kind of said fuck off. <laughs> I'll work with the same people here, Chip. Same people here, Chip. Maybe you don't want to tell me them. Same people. I, I don't think that I have any anything that I'm willing to let go that's at the same value as a late round late first round pick. So I don't th- who, whoever you're going after, it's, I don't think I, I don't. This th- is it's all right. I'm just gonna tell you, it's DeAndre Swift. Okay. So I could acquire Swift for the 109. For it is 
All right, I'm just I'm trusting your confidence here. If you pick that phone up, I'm gonna be very angry though. I'm, <laughs> I've I've already been offered Swift today as well. Have you? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, he's this is an intricate trade. I have to give up this year's 109 and a first next year for DeAndre Swift and Trey McBride. Okay. And I get a 2024 second. You're getting Swift, McBride, in a second, and you're giving up two firsts, which is 109. And a third, and a third next year. You're giving up two firsts and a third. You're getting McBride, Swift, and a second. I like both players. I know what I would do, but I I, I don't know that um, you really want to hear what I would do. I think you wouldn't do it. Am I right or wrong? Do you want to know? Yeah. I tell him to kick fucking rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was comfortable telling you. Because I know how much you value first round picks. And in my head, I'm like, there's no way Trip would try to intercept okay, this trade. Here's my thought. <clears throat> DeAndre Swift's NFL value is extremely low right now. He just got traded for a fourth round pick. That we might even recoup if he gets if he doesn't if he doesn't resign. So he's injury prone. He's injury prone. He's floating around the league right now. He's behind this incredible Eagles offensive line. So the 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 fit is more attractive than the actual player. And I don't want to give up a first round pick based on fit. And my other thought is uh, Trey McBride is awesome, but this year's draft is is loaded with tight end, and I could probably grab a tight end of his caliber late in this year's draft. Um, so, I agree. so, I mean, I like McBride. I think he's he's kind of locked into a starting role for the future. I mean, well, not, not, not even. Like, he's got Zach Ertz in front of him yeah. who, who's not showing any signs of wanting to retire. And who knows if this the old regime drafted him, and now it's the Gannon regime, which we fucking hate. So... You know, having Cardinals is now less exciting, but also it's a new coaching system, so they might draft another tight end next year. Yeah, and here's the so the other caveat to this is I know for a fact that Eckley highly overvalues Gainwell and Penny. Like he has I don't both th- of them. He has both of them, and I don't think I could acquire them both for without giving up another first rounder because of he, which is too uh, much. which is ridiculous. It's too much. Like those two guys should be worth. A third rounder together, me, max. Let me ask you this. Would you, and this is a serious question, would you rather have Gainwell or Swift right now? Swift. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm still So here's, let me tell, let me give you my, the flip side, the do it side. Okay. Right? So the reason I would consider it is that I really don't like many prospects at nine. Like, I'm sitting at nine, especially after watching this draft, mm-hmm. and my personal opinion on the prospects available is that they're, I don't really think a lot of them are going to be, like, top 20 fantasy needle movers. And I think... I think there's some opportunity. So I'm not excited about the 109. Okay. Um, I have the 204, and I think, like... You know, I'd be content in this draft. Like, if I had, if I acquired, I acquired Olave in the offseason for pick five. Really happy about that. If I acquired we, Swift, heard. if I acquired <laughs> Swift for pick nine, and my offseason ended up being 
you know, adding Olave and Swift to my roster and then maybe like a quarterback or a tight end at 204, that, that would be pretty solid in my opinion. Now, with Swift, the problem is he's asking for a 2024 first too. And I do have two of those. No and he's asking way. for he's asking for mine, which is probably going to be at least a later first round pick because the team's pretty good. I would counter him and try to get all three of those assets for just the 109, maybe. Um, and even then, like, would you rather have McBride and Swift or Dalton Kincaid lining up with Josh Allen for the next six years? Now, this might be a conversation probably, for another episode, I, but I yeah. think Kincaid is in the first round now. Yeah. Like, you're 109. I'm seeing, like... I don't think he's there at 109. Wow. Do you? I do. You do? I think that the first skill like positions after the quarterbacks, I think it, it doesn't always happen like this, but I think after the quarterbacks, the way the NFL draft went is going to be the way the dynasty draft goes. Like, almost... In order, minus Charbonnet jumping uh, Kincaid. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. And and sorry, Michael Mayer. So I'll say Charbonnet uh, jumps the uh, yeah minus the Mayer jumping Kincaid. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, or Kincaid jumping Mayer. I'm saying that I think Charbonnet jumps both of them. Oh, okay. And and then uh, you know I would. See, I don't know. I don't really. I'm not like giving up the 109 to me is like. Sure. And here's the other argument. Whatever I can get. For it. The, the the week leading up to draft day, you know, how much more can you get for that 109? Right? When people are sure. like, I want to draft somebody. I got my eye on this guy. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. True. True. As much as I don't like to give you advice, because I'm not rooting for your team, <laughs> I also am not rooting for Levine's team. And this motherfucker has two firsts <sighs> and two seconds already in this year and next year. He would have three first-round picks in the next two years if he does this. DeAndre Swift has scored 165-plus fantasy points in all three seasons, finishes the running back 21, regardless of the injuries, and is 24 years old, 5'9", 203 pounds. What's RB21 going to do for you? Is it even going to crack your starting two RBs? It will make It will help ensure that there is a... 20 plus point scorer in that RB2 spot at all times, which is the one position that I have to worry about right now. Okay. So that is because I'm looking at a combination of Cam Akers, Khalil Herbert, Javante Williams. Khalil Herbert just kind of got hurt a little bit too. Rashawn Johnson. Yeah, the Bears running back room is one of my biggest losers coming out of this year's NFL draft. So, so I can see why you want to add a. Uh, but, but, I, but I don't think the uh, the. All the chips have settled for the veteran running backs that are yet to be signed. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, like there, there's still some players out there. So yeah, that's true. I have Leonard Fournette. He may land somewhere that he uh, ends up being productive against sneaky, like top ten running back. Last yeah, year. is he going to be that much better than DeAndre? Uh, yeah, DeAndre Swift's going to be better. <laughs> yeah, I got to be honest. I I, tr- I truly believe that moving to the Eagles' offense. I don't think Miles Sanders is nearly... I think Miles Sanders took a big step forward from 22 to 23. I don't think he is as big of a... I don't think he's as 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 big. I don't think he's as good of a running back as people think. 
he had a 206 point half point PPR fantasy season last year in the Eagles offense. And my tape watching tells me that in that same offense, DeAndre Swift has a 275, 300 point fantasy season. And if I get one of those out of him, then it's worth it. For two late first rounders, then it is worth it. Two late first rounders. You already given yourself a top finish this year, huh, Big Paul? Twenty. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm. That's at least seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. All right. Easily. Look at this roster: Herbert, McCaffrey, mm. Chase Olave. I don't know. Hey, I, I don't <clears> want to <throat> tell you what to do. I also don't like Levine having three fucking first round picks. I feel like he's I feel like I was he I was doing will the find a way to screw them up. Don't worry. I was doing the hinky thing where I just wanted to stack picks so that I could pick like multiple firsts every year. And then I started realizing like it doesn't win you championships. It could, but it's gonna be like seven years down the road. Right. Um and I hate to see somebody else kind of taking advantage of that strategy. <laughs> That's really what this is about. He's going to You're right. Him. I mean, he's got Wills in 2024 and then his own and then he's got Eckley and Wills this year. And he also has like 2 seconds and two each year as well. Yeah, he's going to be a lot of draft picks. He's going to have a lot of not only it's almost picks. a full roster turnover. The reality of the situation is if you look at the people who are performing in the top 10 in the NFL, very few of them are are being drafted like the same year. You don't get like a crazy good class. But that's why he has multiple and multiple years, you know? Right. But it I mean, honestly I see him flipping this pick if he gets a You think? I think the smart thing to do with that kind of draft capital would be to try to get a young proven stud out of it, I'd imagine. Like uh you know JK Dobbins or something. Yeah, no, I mean... He's not. Looking at stats from 2022... I think he's he's preying on your Eagles fandom and your pride. Well, and that is the other thing. I get to watch my Eagles running back play you know, all season. You'll have Goddard and DeAndre Swift. That is true. You know, it is, it is interesting. Guys, 24... You know, the running backs you worry about, I don't know, Trip. I don't know. Hey, I mean, I don't want to see either of your teams do well, so it doesn't really matter. Like, he's going to help or hurt one of the two of you. Isn't that always how it goes? Did you well, just accept it? That's it, folks. Those are our trade analyses. I have not. You have not, okay. I think I'm going to decline it. I don't know. No counter? I, I really like having my two first next year, and I don't think it's worth forfeiting that for him, if I'm being honest. So I'm probably going to decline. I mean. But I'm going to give it some time. Yeah, he offered me DeAndre Swift for the 102. It took me about a two half minutes a second to, to decline say, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it may come back and bite me. You know, of course, anything can happen, but. Um, the fact that he's traded for a fourth rounder that could eventually become not a fourth round, like 
his value in the NFL has gone down immensely. It has. It has. But there's a lot of things about that situation that factor into that. That one of the things is injuries and the way the Lions, you saw hard knocks, the way the Lions execute their camp, you're like literally asking for running backs to get hurt. Also, just an RPO offense, pass catching ability, Eagles versus Lions. You're talking about the number one offensive line in the league now. You got to figure Lions have scoring a hundred really offensive line. It's not as good yeah. as the Eagles, but they're top five. Um, side note: If you end up loading up on the Eagles' backfield, I'm sitting around here with Trey Sermon still holding on to him. So. <laughs> You want to throw me one of your late draft picks, I'd be happy to make that exchange as well. Oh, good to know. Good to know. I, I have him as a dark horse for being a little productive this year. All right. All right. Well, that's that on our little uh, trade insight segment. This trade, as of now, has been declined. If it if my mind changes, you'll, you'll all know on a future episode. <laughs> all right. Later. <laughs>